0: Welcome to the Lovefly Podcast, it's Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach and today's guest is Rob who's come from our Lovefly Facebook group and Rob's here to tell a bit about his story. He's been a patient listener to quite a few of the podcasts and I'm dying to hear what he's got to tell us so welcome Rob. Paul, thanks for having me. Oh no, it's a pleasure. Yeah. So tell us a bit about yourself and how you how you ended up talking to me now and what your background is, and what anything you want to say, really. So go for it.
1: Right. So I'm Rob, uh, Rob Casserole. I'm 31, nearly 32. Um, I live in Warrington in Cheshire with my wife uh, Ruby and my 16-month-old daughter Dolly. Discovered Love Fly because we booked a holiday in May, just gone. And I hadn't flown since January 2020, just before COVID hit. So I was already a, like a nervous flyer. I've been a nervous flyer for years, but obviously having that break of two years just meant it all built up. Feelings I've never had before cause I always had something booked. Because the main thing for me, even though I'm nervous flying, like to be honest, like I, I do hate flying, but I love traveling because obviously it's what we work for in it all year to so go on holiday. So yeah. I've never let it stop me. I've never let it stop me from traveling. But just having that time from January 20 to May 2022 to let that anxiety build up, I thought I need some kind of help here. So I searched on Spotify for Fear of Flying and then Love Lovefly was the first one that came up. And I'm thankful I found it because it really helped.
0: Oh, that's good to know. So let's just rewind a bit back then because you said you've always been nervous. So I'm just, I was curious about that.
1: Well, no, I, sorry. I've I'm not, I'm not always been nervous, but I've been a nervous yeah. flyer for probably, I don't know, I can't I can't put a, a, a date on it like a, a time when it suddenly became like such a nervous mm. thing. But it's it wasn't as a child. Like I travelled loads as a child, all over the world really. And my sister lived in Tenerife when I was young. She moved back when I was 18, so we used to go there every every year as well, like two or three times a year. And I was fine then as a child, fine yeah. as a teenager. Yeah, probably in early adulthood, around 21, 22. So that probably probably around 10 years and mm. um, i can't like i said i can't put a, a date on it but i feel like it's built up over time and it's just got worse and worse and it so it's all Good kind work.
0: of crept up on you then really
1: yeah and I, and I don't know why like
0: so what what don't you like about the flying thing and um, don't say all of it because i need some i, I need know. specifics <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so
1: well historically Takeoff, I really hated but the flight I've done recently and I'm sure we'll talk about that like it's probably the best one I've had like I felt fine for takeoff, and that was a, mm. a real achievement for me but it's just sort of in flight cruising turbulence noises and just I think I'm I'm a quite an anxious person anyway and I think I catastrophize all the time and just the thoughts that go around me I'd like I just think it's, we're going to crash every time like every mm. time
0: mm. and that's still going on as well by the sound of it
1: yeah, although um shall I shall I talk about the flights I did recently then?
0: Yeah, so I well, yeah, I would like to know about i s so I'm quite yeah. interested as well. You said about the sort of the takeoff, the turbulence, the noises, there was something else you said as well, just
1: Just um just my thoughts. I mean, I'd like a, I'm just catastrophizing about like I'm literally sitting there waiting for something to happen.
0: So once you've taken off and you're in the cruise, what are you like then?
1: if i keep myself busy i'm all right but if i have any time to like to think
0: yeah and so i'm presuming then that take uh landing's okay because that's like the end of it all. Yeah.
1: landing's always been fine it's funny isn't it because it's like
0: uh, you're getting close over.
1: To, yeah exactly you're getting close to your destination so landing's always been fine because it, at the end of the day like you're going you're going down towards the ground so yeah yeah great
0: yeah so i think a lot of people will relate to that and i met. Many people over the years have said, you know because the takeoff can be things like the moment of commitment and all that sort of stuff mm. and you that's it, you're there. But when you're coming into land, then they, so there's a sort of relief felt because you Definitely. think oh, it's, it's over. I've survived another one. yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay, so so you're aware of that catastrophizing? you think there's a sort of like a, a general anxiety that's also on top of that.
1: Yeah, I think it's just got, I'm I'm an anxious person anyway, and I've I've struggled with anxiety more like work related anxiety
0: mm.
1: over the last couple of years. I've sort of got under control, but I, I was medicated at one point, I might take medication for it, and that really helped. But I've come off that now. But I think that's that just contributes to it. Mm. So therefore, i even feel anxious, and something that stresses me out a little bit will stress me out loads, and just have yeah. them anxious thoughts. Yeah.
0: You had that sort of COVID gap which I mean, it's affected quite a lot of people actually I mean, in to be pr- brutally frank I haven't been on a flight since bef- just before COVID either so I'm, I'm hoping I won't be nervous but I just
1: i haven't
0: been anywhere near one you know and I'm desperate to get on one to go somewhere yeah, anywhere well, Yeah. Well so we've got a couple of flights coming up to Scotland shortly which are just for work I can't wait to do them you know just get on an aeroplane again you know
1: How could, are so, they with uh, Logan Air? Yeah.
0: B.A. probably.
1: Oh, B.A., yeah. 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 It's I, like Logan, I, see, I like Logan Air. I see the little Logan Airs flying over my house sometimes and I think, oh, I don't know where I could go on them because obviously the small planes aren't they, but...
0: Mm. Well, so I guess it's all relative, isn't it? Because I think the... You know, if you compare a smaller aircraft to a larger one, the larger ones aren't going to move that much compared to the smaller ones. They're in the same air, but, yes, it's yeah, like big ship, small ship, as i always said, yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, some people find it more helpful to go into an aircraft where they have a certain mindset around like I don't want a single aisle or a double aisle or you know there are all different
1: well, things definitely I've just I've just booked another holiday for September mm. with and the five is to me and there was five flights a day and I deliberately picked the early flight because it was on a um, Airbus A330 so wide body aircraft and just for me that was just satisfying to just be able to pick that rather than picking a narrow body plane like a Mm. I deliberately picked that early flight, but my, my missus isn't happy now because it's half past six in the morning. So she's mm. worrying about getting the baby up for the flight. So yeah. but I was like, listen, it makes me feel better. So,
0: mm. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a, a future possible self could be that you get to the point where it doesn't really matter. It's just an yeah. aircraft, you know. And a boat
1: stops. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: So so then bring us forward a bit. So you, you, you searched for Fear of Flying, you found the Love Fly podcast, and. Was there anything in particular that helped you, or anything you were particularly looking for?
1: Definitely, just listening to pilots is great because obviously we don't we don't really have that contact with pilots, do we? And like, but in the past, like I remember being a kid and I used to draw pictures of the planes that we were on, and then we'd go to, to the flight deck and I'd meet the pilots and stuff like that. Mm. So we, obviously we don't have that contact with pilots anymore, and I don't know any. So just to be able to listen to to pilots talk about it is is great, especially around like turbulence and and stuff like that and, and about the take-off like just all the different stages of takeoff. that's that's really helped me but definitely turbulence just the stuff about that just knowing that it is safe and just explain how your your body overcompensates like them small hairs in your ears like just learning that and i've been telling other people that because one has been one of the best things i've learned definitely
0: yeah so the Yes, I think Steve, Captain Steve talks about Steve, that quite a lot, yeah. doesn't he, Yeah, yeah. Um, about the, the hairs in the ears and the senses and we get yeah. confused and so that was a thing that sort of really helped you but
1: Definitely, yeah. Um, and the water bottle trick, um, mm. that helped me massively. So yeah, knowing about that and yeah, and the the flight checklist as well, like... Oh, Pete Higgins' checklist. Pete Higgins, that was the one, yeah. That, yep. that flight checklist was amazing, so I think that's why I made my last takeoff was so good because mm. i mean I, i've known about um all the stages take off anyway and i knew that um is it called the noise abatement is it yes doing? Yeah. like i knew that happened and i knew what it was for but still mm. just having the checklist in front of me to be able to read it just made it feel mm. better for me yeah
0: yeah so i think i think the power of the checklist that so pete has obviously done loads and loads of flights and he's he's an aviation nut really we absolutely love that yeah. you know is that it, it brings in the rational part of your brain because it's a checklist Mm -hmm. isn't it and it's easy to do you just like all right so we've leveled off now it must be 1500 feet because it's gone a bit quieter uh the the angle feels different you know we're leveling off it's noise abatement and that's just that logic is that retraining i'm guessing is what's happened for you but anyway that's my words i'm putting words into your mouth
1: no but you're right it's having it in front of you and and reading it so not if i didn't have that checklist in front of me i even though i know that the noise abatement is normal still in my head and thinking oh my stomach's dropping or the plane feels mm. like it's going to drop out of the sky even though know it's not going to but it's just mm. reading it on the checklist is, is stopping me, me mind from having those thoughts yeah
0: that's interesting so do you still get the sort of same feelings in your stomach and everything at that point
1: yeah yeah I still get the same feelings that drop drop in the stomach and obviously it feels like the engines have gone off mm. but i know that i know the plane's not going to fall from the sky mm. And i knew that anyway before i had that checklist but just having the checklist in front of me and i'm I'm following it i'm reading it and it's just reinforcing it in your brain isn't it so
0: yeah and so it might seem to anyone listening that was a weird question for me to ask about the sinking feeling but one of the things that people have reported is that after a while because you kind of expect it your brain then generalizes it and then sometimes you don't even notice it happens
1: I'd i'd probably say i didn't i still felt it because i i don't think you can help that but it definitely it felt a lot less harsh than it normally would do, yeah, so I would agree yeah. with
0: that. Either, yeah, so you can kind of rationalise it, I guess, by the sound of it. Exactly, yeah. So the, the pilots particularly helped you, the water bottle trick, the yeah. stages of flight, the Pete Higgins checklist, so, so talk us through kind of what you noticed that was different and, yeah, so in terms of your thoughts, feelings before the flight, during the flight, since, you've got another one booked as well
1: yeah so i mean le- leading up to a flight i'm always nervous anyway and like i'm my wife will say i'm dead grumpy like i've heard other people say that like that mm. they just feel dead, dead grumpy before a flight you know um one word answer when she talks to me and stuff but it's because it's all going for you yeah. for your brain, isn't it? and yeah. obviously this time yeah um it's the first time i've flown with with the baby so that was like a new thing to worry about well, it? They, so
0: do they make it worse did you, would you
1: think um, it wasn't as bad as I thought, mm. and I think it's because I felt like I needed to be stronger than than normal because I don't want to pass this on to to Dolly Light. So, okay. I mean, I know she's she's too young anyway to be able to pick up this type of fear, but I'd say I want to start early and not not push this fear onto her. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I'd say getting to the airport and being at the airport I still felt the same, normal. I mean, in the past, I'd I'd probably go to the bar or the lounge and drink lots of alcohol because everyone knows it makes you feel better, doesn't it, and Dutch courage? Well, I couldn't do that this time because having a baby—that's just out of the question. So, that was one thing that was removed from me, but still felt all right. Just so that's problem. quite a
0: significant thing then, actually, isn't it? Because that was your crutch to lean on, yeah. just to sort of like yeah. to sort of blot, get yourself a little bit sort of out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've known, some people told me that nervous flyers, when they drink lots of alcohol, it doesn't actually sort of hit them until a bit later. It's sort of because they're so nervous and so on the edge. I don't know if that's the same for you. I've never tried that as a strategy, but it it's it almost kind of, it's more the act of doing it. it doesn't it doesn't really do anything apart from a little bit of numbing. I don't know if that's the yeah. same for you.
1: I don't know. It always it always made me feel better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, do, you know, so, do you feel more dehydrated or anything on board? Do you notice that?
1: No, because even when I'm when I am drinking, like I still keep myself hydrated with water. Right. So I'd still I'd still be on a flight drinking like lots of water but then having a beer or whatever
0: oh, so a professional drinker oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> beer in one hand water in the other it's prepared yeah okay so you you noticed that you still felt the same but you ha- couldn't go to the bar so you had to sort of manage around that but you were yeah. still okay in your words And yeah I was yeah Yeah, that's um, impressive
1: yeah and then, but I think it, it was because of the, po- the podcast definitely like I said just hearing from Pyle it's just talk about like how safe they are and like all these I can't remember the word you use but like the, the redundancy like the backup yeah system. redundancy like, yeah. yeah capacity yeah um, so just stuff like that, like just having that bit more knowledge definitely
0: mm.
1: deep down helped me feel better so yeah got on the plane and for the first time ever in my life so in 31 years I sat in the middle seat on the plane because I was always sat in the window seat and I just and I've, I've seen and heard other people talk about it on the group and on the podcast but I just felt like i needed to be in the the window just to look out and just check everything's all right yeah make sure the engine's
0: working i I understand yeah you know
1: let
0: help the pilots if they needed it you
1: know yeah exactly yeah Yeah. so so yeah i took that away for myself as well which was a big step for me definitely so there's that Um,
0: choice you deliberately made that
1: yeah i did i made that choice um i mean i always wanted i would have wanted the baby to sit by the window but i said to my wife i said listen you have the window seat with with baby and i'll um, i'll sit in the middle seat and that definitely helped me and I didn't think it it would. I thought I'd feel worse, but it massively helped me, especially to take off.
0: Why do you think it helped?
1: Because instead of being focused on looking out the window, I was just staring straight ahead. just, And obviously you can see the plane at an angle taking off and mm. you can see the cabin crew just looking chilled as always. And yeah, it just, um, it just made me feel so much better. And I didn't think it would.
0: Mm. So it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because it's like you're in the you're in the here and now. So you increase your situational awareness, something I because you're looking yeah. around at the aircraft, what's it actually doing, rather than sort of looking at them. Because I've some people find. I mean, personally, I'm not bothered about being by a window because I can't stand being trapped in. So if I because I go to the loo all the time, so I have mm. to have an aisle seat because I'm an annoying passenger. <laughs> so I, I th- you know so that's maybe something I need to deal with you know but. I'm interested to sort of understand that. So you made that choice. So you did you have someone, was it a two seater? It's like two seats.
1: that was No, it was was three and three and three.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: It was just a a Airbus A320, it was. So just like a narrow body.
0: Yeah.
1: So I had someone next to me and he was, um, he said to me when we were taking off, he said, Oh, this isn't my favorite type of transport. This. I said, Oh, it's not mine either.
0: Yeah. Um, Did you find each other? Did you? There's always yeah. more than you think on board. Well, yeah, that's
1: another thing I've learned from the podcast. It's like one in five people, isn't it? And mm-hmm. that's, that's amazing to discover because you feel a bit on your own, don't you? Like, and especially within my family and like um, my wife's family, there's not really anybody else who's a nervous flyer. And they can't believe how nervous I am because they've, they've sort of learned recently from what my wife told them on after the flights. Like, they, they didn't even know I was that bad so yeah you feel a bit on your own but then when you when you hear it it's like one in five people you realize
0: yeah yeah i mean there's different different stats but it varies depending on where you read but yeah. yeah roughly around that and and that's the ones that will admit it so I don't yeah know if you remember from van professor van gerwin's talk he said that if you ask oh, yeah. people in the road you know they know people won't admit to it particularly blokes won't admit to it you know that's but actually his years of research and doing the running the vault center he said it's like it's almost 50-50 you know but it's just yeah. who will admit it as well so I, I I mean I know people who say I'm not scared of flying but uh, you know I am um, you know I just keep an eye on things you know <laughs> or I sit lightly or whatever that means but it I just so there is there is more out there than people perhaps will admit to yeah. so you're you're definitely not alone well I'm glad it's helped with that because Many people do feel like they, you know, there's there's something wrong with them, don't they?
1: Yeah. So yeah, it, this this guy turned to me and said that, and um, we started speaking to each other. He, he was on his way to we, flying, we went to Portugal, but he was flying to Portugal to then go to Seville in Spain to watch Rangers in the um, mm. Europa League final. He was a Scottish fella, and I found myself giving him hints and tips about flying, telling him about the the water bottle with the turbulence and. He was a bit yeah exactly me giving him hints and tips. But when the when the plane was making turns, he was like, oh, I don't like I don't like this, and I was saying to him, listen, the the computer generated turns. It's not like the pilot's just going to uh, split and flip us over. Like I said, these are computer generated, there's nothing to worry about, you know, all stuff like that. And I found it amazing that I was giving someone else help and advice. And as I, I posted on the group afterwards, and it was. Probably one of the best flights I've had in years, I, mm. I was, wasn't was nervous at all. And my wife said to me, like, like, when we're in the air, I actually wasn't nervous at all. And my wife was saying to me, I've never heard you speak so much on the plane because normally I'm just sat there, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not speaking to anyone. But she said, I've never seen you like that. um And it was a great flight, That's but
0: phenomenal,
1: it was, that is phenomenal
0: isn't
1: it? But it shows that it's work in progress because it was a totally different experience flying back. Mm.
0: How long, so this, this, so this is quite a common thing, by the way. Because people yeah. will do the prep for the the flight out and then they go away and do a, have a holiday and they relax. And if they're able to then forget about the flight, um, which a lot of people can't because they're already thinking, oh, crap, I'll go back on one of those things as well. Uh, but they don't always put the same amount of prep in because they're on holidays. So it's like, oh, I don't need yeah. to. And if it's a night flight as well, which is always going to make you feel a bit crapper anyway. Yeah. There's lots of factors that come into play. So what happened on the way back?
1: So on the i didn't think of like like you said you, you build yourself up so much don't you for that um, mm. flight going out that you don't think about the one coming home but i wasn't bothered about it on the the week we were away i didn't think about it like because i thought that flight went so well yeah and yeah, um, yeah. i imagine it's going to be like that on the way home but on the on the day of flying so i think everything just built up really did the,
0: yeah. the
1: baby hadn't slept that well and she was a bit sort of grumpy Windy, so you know, she was in a bad mood, and then you, I started thinking about what's the flight going to be like. So that was one thing, and then the transfer to the airport was late. So I, I like to get there, not mega early, but I like to get there early enough yeah. to be able to sort of just enjoy the airport before you get on the plane, just to you know, relax before you get on the flight. So that was late. When it came and picked us up, we were only going to pick four more people up from a different resort, it was just a mini bus route and a coach. We went to the hotel to pick these other people up. There was no sign of them. The driver went inside for about 20 minutes, so obviously adding more to the to the delay, came outside and said, did not check, did not checked out. We think they've overslept in the hotel rooms, but we can't get them up. So we waited for about another 15 minutes, then we carried on to the airport. But I, I made the mistake of saying to him, I said, are them people meant to be on our plane? And he said, yeah. And then in my head, and I'm like, oh my god! You hear stories about people oversleeping and missing flights that that crash, and that was what was going round my head. Oh
0: wow! Yeah. So
1: that was like another thing building up, yeah. and then I thought, and then we hadn't booked a window seat, so we ended up with like an aisle in the middle seat, and I was stressing about the baby not being able to be at the window and stuff like that. So it was everything was just building up. Mm, it was compounding, um,
0: wasn't it? One after
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so obviously the one about the 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 part about the group of people missing our flight was just a a massive one for me because I'm such a catastrophizer. So we got to the airport and I said to my wife I said I can't fly on this plane Mm. and she was like what are you going to do? I said well I'll get the train and then I'd looked on google maps and it said it'd take a day and 19 hours to get back from Portugal so I don't be that. and then she said why and I said because these people are are, um, missing our flight and you hear stories about people Mm. missing flights and planes crashing and she she just laughed and said don't be so ridiculous she said your mate missed the flight the other week when he was hungover. He missed. He was meant to be going playing golf and he missed the flight. And then I ended up having to get a, a later one. I said, oh, well, to be fair, yeah, all, all the rest of the lads survived. So I said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll fly there. So that was it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, it was ridiculous. But anyway, we got on the we got on the plane and it was full. So I knew that then people had made it anyway. They must have got a taxi or something like that. And
0: it's amazing, just like pausing for a moment, what our mind yeah, so, does to ourselves. You know I mean? Yeah, You're an is. intelligent guy, you've got a responsible job and and yet we can talk ourselves into amazing things, can't we?
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. I'd never I'd never felt that before, like just just how much everything had built up. Like I said, considering how good the flight out was going, I just knew I was going to be bad on the flight going home, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you, you've had some success, and there's, but there's still, like you said, some work in progress. Yeah, yeah. So you've booked another flight in September, is that right? Is that yeah, September. Yeah. 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 So, what are you going to do between now and then? What's What's the plan?
1: Karen, listen to the podcast definitely, and I'll probably look to do a course. I think I'll need to do yeah. a flying course.
0: Yeah. So you. Are you so it sounds like you have got a bit of a process or a plan going on then. Yeah. Um, have you worked out which type of course or any? I'm not trying to sell anything by the way. What what you're gonna think you'll do is it? Uh, you look. I'm guessing you're looking at one with a flight at the end, which is a lot. Better.
1: Well, no, there's, there's there's no point in doing one with a, a flight at the end because I, I have I've flown loads and it's not like I, I can get on a plane as you know. So I have mm. no issues about mm. what I do. I have issues about getting on a plane, but I, I will get on a plane because I want to travel. So yeah. yeah, it probably won't be what it won't be one of the flights at the end, but just a just an informative course, just about
0: mm-hmm. just
1: a, it's just more. Um, I can't think of the word, but just basically speaking to listening to pilots talk about it, reinforcing it. Like just, I just need yeah. more positive reinforcement. Basically, I think that's what all I need.
0: You're having a diet of podcasts, by the sound of it. Are you, what else are you trying in terms of? other things like alternative stuff or
1: well i I downloaded an app just before we flew back the one that you recommended on here but i can't remember what it's called now off my head
0: headspace calm
1: no no a flying one oh flight radar
0: maybe that one
1: no no oh i've got i've got flight radar anyway because i'm a a proper playing geek so
0: oh simplify
1: Uh, yeah simplify yeah 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 yeah. so i'll just i'll i'll do some work on that i'll pay for the subscription on that and do a bit of work on that Mm. But it, that is what I need, just positive reinforcement. I know deep down that it's the safest form of transport. You know, like I, said, I just said, I'm a bit of a plane geek and I spend half my life on flight radar and you just see how many flights there are in the sky at, at the yeah. each time and just, yeah. you know that the amount of planes that land daily, safely. So yeah, it's not, I know deep down that it's the safest form of transport, but it's just positive reinforcement. Yeah, what I mean, yeah.
0: yes because interesting isn't it I mean, you, you do know deep down but there's a part of you yeah. that's kind of also resisting that as well isn't mm-hmm. there yeah so just out of curiosity does this sort of pattern show itself in other aspects of your life or is it just flying I'm not trying to therapise you I'm just generally interested whether you know whether it is confined to the one thing or not
1: boats right don't really like boats but I had a bad experience on a boat mm. I've, had, I've had bad experiences on planes but I'm still here to tell a story, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that, that's another thing that ju- it just shows I've had some sticky mm. situations on planes. Not, I don't think anything massive, massive, but you know, I'm here to tell a story. And I've heard stories from other people where they've had issues on flights and landed. And um, I listened to the podcast the other day, the, the guy who'd flown mm. over 20 million miles, is it? I like, can obviously, I can't remember his name, but he spoke about being on planes with attempted hijackings and bombs. Oh, like Fred, a- f- Fred Finn. Yeah, I listened to that one last night when I went walking the dog and, you know, he's there to tell the story and that's another thing that just shows it it is the safest form of transport.
0: And he's still here. He's still flying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think it's, it's the balance of probabilities, isn't it? You know, in Mm. in your role for your work, you're always kind of thinking of right, you know, managing the risk and stuff and so it it can kind of lead to that sort of mindset. And I think it's quite common. I mean, I'm really grateful for you to come on and say it. it's particularly as well. I don't want to be sexist, but as a guy as well, because a, a lot of guys won't admit to it. So it's just really heartening as well. Yeah, no,
1: course, yeah, right. Have,
0: have a few chaps on that talk about it as well, because it just normalises it, then, you know. Yeah. It is a thing that affects men, women, all ages, all professions. Mm-hmm. And I've had loads of people, you know, who are in professions where they help others. You know, I've had psychologists, I've had, you know, Police, uh, fire brigade, ambulance—you know—it's just it doesn't seem to be confined to like certain types of people. It can be anybody. So, yeah, you know, bringing your story on is really really helpful. Yeah. So, if you had some—you know, you're your work in progress—but you've made some had some success, you yeah. know, I always say it's three steps forward, two steps back with this type of Definitely. thing. What what tips would you give to anybody who's listening who's maybe similar in a similar situation to you?
1: Well, listen to the podcasts, obviously, especially the ones with pilots. Use the, use the checklist, uh, the, the Peter Higgins mm. checklist of flying, definitely. And if you're nervous about turbulence, watch. There's videos on YouTube of captains talking about turbulence. I watched one recently where it was the captain explained. I think there's like nine different types of turbulence or maybe even more than 12. But like, talking about all the different types of turbulence. But, it's just that reinforcement thing. Like, listen turbulence isn't unsafe to the plane. The only thing it's unsafe to is if you if the cabin crew are out of the seats and um, don't mm. have belts on, and we hit a bit of turbulence, they might injure themselves. That's it, that's yeah. the only danger really.
0: Yeah. Um, that's really useful. Any particular? Yeah. Can you remember any links? Because obviously, I'm I'm not one to encourage people to go onto YouTube and Google and stuff because. Once that gets into your settings, then it'll show you all sorts of stuff linked to aircraft and some of that may yeah. or may not be helpful because I was talking to somebody yesterday and they said, I saw an image that's really disturbed me. And I meant to say to them, that's because your computer, your cookies have learned that's the stuff you want to see. It's going to show yeah. you more of it, you know. So time to clear the cache. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, if you do remember, that'd be useful. Do you remember who these pilots were?
1: No, I can't. but I'll. I'll I'll message you it
0: so you can okay brilliant yeah I'll put it in I'll put it in the and I'll put it in the Facebook group as well the Lovefly Facebook group for anyone listening who hasn't joined so because that's where Rob has been very you've been very generous with the time putting little comments in and answering people's questions and stuff so I'm really grateful for that
1: yeah yeah it's just it's it's good to help other people because other people have helped me just from stuff that I've read on there yeah
0: yeah but well, it's a great it's a great little community so thank you for being part of it and uh, yeah, also worry. I'm really grateful for you giving your time today so th- thanks a million it's brilliant
1: no problem.